Everything's fading what to happened? black. Am I going blind? Can y'all see? Astro? I can't see. What's going on? What happened? Is, what, what is it? What is a man done? What's going on? this? Astro and Finch. After a wind pushed into the temple and blew the fire out, your vision starts to fade. You can still hear each other, but with your adrenaline increasing and your faster heart rate, your anxiety gets the better of you two, and you are thinking everyone is affected by this darkness. Oh my god, everybody! May we find What's the light! Happening? What? May what? we Stop. find the Shut light! Shut up! <laughs> Both, what are you? I can't see, I'm freaking Shut out, man! What, what are you okay. talking can, about? Can y'all see? Anybody? What are you two talking about? Can't... I can't, we can't see anything. Can can y'all see? We're all blind. Yes, I can see just fine. You're right there. Yeah, everything's pretty clear to me. You can see? Did something happen? For you, Felomir, Doroth, and Keth, it's no longer green. It's just that dark vision length you have, but it's black and gray instead of a green film. Uh, well, I, it appears that the the glow from the key of Kilnar isn't isn't active anymore. I see black and white now, but I can still see clearly. Well, I can clearly see black everywhere. Same. How am I supposed to shoot a bow like this? You, you just draw the string. It's not that easy, <laughs> Keth. I'm uh, sorry. I'll tell you what a point. Look, just calm down. Sit down. It'll be okay. Are we safe here? I need to figure out a way to fix this, and soon. Is the, what do those things come back? Is the door still open? The doors are still open. Is it? Is there a fire in here still? No. The uh, wind blew it out. I'll go shut the doors. Okay. Calm down. I'll shut the doors. What was that? It, it's just me. Perhaps we should oh. relight the fire. Well, somebody else is going to have to do that because I don't know where I am, where the fire is, what's going on. Can they? Can they see the fire without the key? We'll find out. I'll, I'll open the door again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go relight the fire. You guys can see the campfire, but like position-wise, y'all are not near it. And so the campfire gives like a 20-foot radius of light, and y'all are about that 30-foot range away from it. And so like you can see the campfire away from you, but you're not in it. With my hands outstretched, I'll start to walk towards whatever dim light I can see. And now everybody's not seeing black and white. If you're using dark vision, you're seeing the campfire light. But still no green, right? Uh, no, actually, it's green now. Okay. I'm going to slowly walk towards the campfire and, like, paw it oystrich to <laughs> make sure he's okay. He's still there and he's okay. Well, this is strange. It seems that the, the key of Kilnar is glowing again. No, the key of Kilnar itself is not illuminating. But it's... Still green. But just the light in general is yes. green? Yes. What? So there's a campfire, mm-hmm. and instead of orange light, it's green mm-hmm. light. Because mm-hmm. there's still a green film, mm-hmm. but, but it's the, not black and white for them anymore. Is but what it's not you're black saying. and white for them, and it's just like the normal radius of light a campfire would show. Okay. Hmm. Everything went green for me again. Can can you guys see now? Yeah, we can see in the light, but I can't see like past this campfire light anymore. Though it's like this is it. Hmm. This makes no sense to me. This is rather strange. Fire should have nothing to do with how to see in this place. It hasn't had anything to do with how to see in this place since we started. Why? Why now? I don't see what you what you guys are freaking out about. I can see just fine. Well, do do you guys have torches? Yeah. Those yeah. might come in handy. Felly fell. You're the magic man. What What do you think? Well, how long have we been in here? I mean, maybe like a couple hours, but I mean, there's really no telling. It- could be close to nightfall or past it. Maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Although I'm not really sure how how the day and night cycle works in the darkness. Hmm. I would assume that the magic is powerful enough to where it wouldn't have made any sort of difference. 
but I, I mean, I've been wrong before, but we've also been in this darkness before, and this is the first time this has happened. I mean, there was some some issues with the with the key when we were down in the basement, as far as the the light rays and everything. Maybe I, I'm going to walk outside of the temple. Okay, how far? Just like right outside the doors. Okay, you step outside the doors, and you you are still in that what you assume is the hundred foot range of the key of Kilinar. So everything did not change inside of the temple, but you also don't have an illuminated outside. So the key is still not correct. Lighting anything up. Correct. The key is still on him too, right? Yes. Okay. But can he see outside? No. Okay. Well he can see Lighting like what? his he can see his normal like dark vision range. What's up, Felly? Well the key doesn't seem to be working out here. Um I just see black and white again. So, so maybe Key broken? I don't think it's broken. No, well, maybe you just have to stay close to it to be able to use it. I mean, it's around my neck and it's not activated. Or keep it close to fire. Maybe the- we haven't kept it close to fire since now. Yeah. Well, every time I have a problem, I solve it by going to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Doroth gets his bedroll out, I guess, if you had one. Yeah. And uh, starts to cover. Actually, I'm going to use a spell. Okay. It's called a Lemony Small Hut. Yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Actually, uh, what's it called? Lemon Small Lemons. Hut. Okay. That's it. Let's make sure we get it right for those hardcore D&D players that listen to Fuck us. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Lemony Snicket's Hut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we're Wait, calling. Lemon Lemons. Square Hut? <laughs> no, uh, to be even more accurate, Lemon Law. Lemon's <laughs> Tiny Hut. <laughs> little Hut. Yeah, let's just call it Lemon. Lemon's Little Hut. Lemon's Little Hut. Small ass little hut. <laughs> Cannon. A ten foot radius, a mobile uh, dome of force springs into existence around you and above you and remains stationary for the duration. The duration being eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spells end <laughs> Spell ends if you leave the area Non-creatures of medium size or smaller Can fit inside the dome with you The spell fails if this area includes a larger creature Blah 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 So nine um, nine creatures Yeah Can medium sleep or, in it? Medium or smaller size Can sleep in it? That's insane The atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry Regardless of the weather outside Boom. Nice Until the spell ends you can command the interior to be dimly lit or dark the dome is opaque from the outside of, of any color you choose, but it is transparent from the inside. And then there's a dope picture of a hoodie that I really, really want. I don't know why that's there, but okay. All right. So there's a lemon's tiny hut in the center of the temple now. What color is it? Although I guess we can't see anyway. I picture it just kind of like a straw hut on the outside. Uh, it says it's like an opaque Color. Oh. Color from the outside. It's an opaque, uh, any color of your choosing from the yeah. outside, but invisible inside. It's like, if you're on the inside, I imagine you can't really tell. So it's like an invisible hut from the inside. Yeah. yeah. So you it's can like see a... out, but people can't see in. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a, a bubble of force or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's black. All right. So I'm in it. You made it black? Yes. Like right on top of you? Yeah. Whoa. I want to I bring something else up real quick, dude. Is, is it a 10-foot radius? Mm-hmm. 
how close to the fire are you? Yeah, I was about to ask. <laughs> did you just cover up the fire? I thought that's what you were going to... For some reason, I thought that's what you were going to say. I thought you was too, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you cover up the fire? Yeah, I covered up the fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Actually, let's re- let's oh retcon this more. Astra and Finch, you no longer can see again. Well, would they have been within range of the fire? I mean, they they would have been able to see the fire in a distance, if even if they weren't. Were they within a ten foot radius of oh, me? Yeah, yeah, they probably would have tried to move towards that fire. I imagine I would have still been yeah. near the door. Yeah, I'm at the door. You didn't see. No. What so, all right, Kev. I definitely said I was moving Jesus. towards the fire. Oh, you you went towards the fire? Yeah, yeah we I said both I, went towards the fire. I okay. was going to go towards the dim light. Okay. Felomir and Kath, the two of you just noticed that the campfire is no longer lighting the area. And you turn around from the door and see a black sphere of darkness covering the campfire. And also Doroth, Astra, and Finch. No, no! Astra! What? Finch! Doroth! Where'd they go? I want to look at both Astra and Finch and just be like, shh, <laughs> just put my finger to my lips. <laughs> Wait, where did we go, Doroth? What? I mean, you can see out, so you don't notice any change. Yeah. Yeah, what What? would you do? We're in a hut. I'm just kind of with my eyes, kind of like shifty, just kind of look at him and then look around me. Um, The it- campfire, though, is a 20-foot range, so the hut is like stopping the light. Immediately in like a 10 foot radius. Well, yeah, I'm going to walk up to this sphere of okay. darkness. Felomir, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like touch it. All right. Give me an arcana check. Fuck. <laughs> 10. Um, unfortunately, you don't know what this is. I see him trying to tap his hand and I'm going to like stick my hand out. And be what, like, hey, what? stop. And I guess um, I'll step through. Actually, you hear door <laughs> go, hey, hey, stop. <laughs> Wait, can we hear through it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing in there? What is that? It was supposed to be a joke. Ha ha. Thank you. Thank you so much, Astra. You're so much fun. Hey. I'll step outside of it or poke my head through it. <laughs> so I'm just like a the spectral <laughs> head. Yeah. So yeah, Dora's head sticks out from the darkness and looks at you all. What is this? It's a tiny hut. A magical hut. A magical hut. I want to come in. And I'm just going to like bang my head into the, <laughs> the side of the wall trying to get in. Um, fortunately, you can't break through. Oh, what could I get in? Because I won't let you. Ugh. Just start like pounding on the wall. <laughs> I'm going to get my bedroll out. And <laughs> And just like pull my head back through, and they just hear me go, Good night, guys. I probably would like put my hand up against it and kind of like in and out, real like with my fingers just to kind of figure out what it is. So, for the people that are inside it, they can just walk through it. Then? Yeah. Can if, they get back in if they? Yeah. Okay. I maybe poke my head out, but then it's probably going to be pitch black for me. Yeah. And so I'm going to pull my head back in and be like, <laughs> Well, guys, I can't really see unless I'm in this hut that he made, so I'll probably stay in here for the night. I didn't even think about that. You, it's a good thing that they can see because otherwise they they wouldn't be able to. It's still cold out here. Yeah, we have no fire. Well, I've already I've already made the hut, so I don't really know what I'm supposed to do about that. So you expect us to stay out here all night in the freezing cold? Can you get? Can they be allowed in? Is there a way to open it for them? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless you recast it. Yeah. Because I do like like we're 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 hiding the light. Like if any other things were to come by, they wouldn't know that we're here. This is 
kind of an awesome thing. All right, I have a question. Okay. It didn't really specify. All right. The, uh, can I, like, take it away and recast it? Yeah, I would definitely say you can dismiss it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say you can dismiss it if you want to, since just leaving the area would make it go away. So if you want to dismiss it, you can. All right. I'm just going to kind of start getting my bedroll ready. I mean, yeah, I've well, said my piece. Well, good night, guys. So you, so you expect us to stay out here? I mean, you guys could just build another fire, right? Just build it on the other side of this thing so <clears> that <throat> you couldn't see the flame, maybe. I am speaking now. Okay. I expect you to ask nicely. May you please cast another hut so that we can be inside? Maybe. The whole time, I'm just, like, pounding on the wall. <laughs> Let me in! <laughs> it's really cold. Come on, Doris. I'm going to roll my eyes. <laughs> Fine! At least give me the bourbon. You are no fun. <laughs> no, I've got the bourbon. Oh. I'll, I, I'll pull it out, take a sip of it. <laughs> <laughs> I will extend my hand to Keth. I'll give him the bourbon. All right, both of you oh, give me constitution God. saving throw. <laughs> hey, if, if you two are going to be drunk, you're not coming into my hut. Groot. 15. All right, y'all succeed. We're not drunk. This is very good. We're drinking. You're just warmed up a little bit. We've got to stay warm somehow. I think I still have exhaustion, too. <sighs> Fine. I will dismiss the hut. Okay. So you dismiss the hut and then immediately you'll have the green film lighting with the campfire going. And uh, you see the three of them in their bedrolls already, I'm assuming. Now, I'm going to expect some sort of comeuppance because it hurts for me to cast this over and over again, okay? Yes. How now, brown cow, put this dome over us right now? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> well, that was pretty neat. And watching it happen that time, that was cool. Well, yeah. we didn't see like nothing is visibly apparent to us. No, it's it is invisible. Yeah, so we wouldn't have seen. But anything the light difference. does stop at the edge of the hut, so oh, like yeah. the campfire. You can tell there's a hut there because the light from the fire like stops. Okay. It's very hard line. So the five of you start to feel pretty toasty and warm with the campfire going inside of the tent. Or hut, or whatever we're calling it. It's a hut. It's a hut. It's a lemon hut. Lemon hut. Yep. Felomir, you um, ponder while reading the Falul about other things as well. Like, you kind of got your mind on so many things because of this new environment, this new world. You kind of start thinking about how the fires reacted to the light. Give me... Do you? Can you cast the spell light? No. Okay. I can cast produce flame. Okay. That kind of triggers you, though. The fact that you can cast something else that produces light to kind of like to try and walk away from the campfire and see what it can do. So you step out of the hut for a minute and you walk back outside, we'll say, and you cast produce flame into your hand. And just like the campfire, it, it takes your dark vision from black and gray to the green film. Like it's just a normal light, normal campfire light with a green film. Okay. So you've come to two conclusions. One, the magical range the key of Kilnar, from what you can tell, is about 100 feet. Anything that can illuminate within that range will do just that. Yes. It will illuminate, but it'll be green. And we're going to go ahead and skip to the next phase of you. Well, we'll say you meditate at some point during all this, mm -hmm. kind of thinking about things and everybody else is sleeping. And so whenever everybody starts to kind of wake up naturally, eventually the darkness fades out and you have 100 foot of green film light that everybody can see again okay. so i'm no longer you know disadvantaged by the cold and all that we're gonna do a con save on that okay so if anybody has exhaustion do a con save 
And what is it? Level one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever. You know what level of exhaustion you're at? I'm at one. I think I was at two. Okay. So for you, Doroth, you're going to do, your DC is going to be 12. All right. And then for Felomir, it's going to be, it's going to be 10. 14. Now, does it, is this con save happening after I wake up? Yes. Thank fucking God. All right. 14. All right. 14. I used two of my lucky dice just then. So that removes level two of exhaustion. So now you're at level one. Do I have and, to use my hit dice to heal though? Uh, no. If you if it's that full eight hours of rest, everybody gets their full HP back. Upon waking up, there's one thing I want to do. Okay. I want to use sending. Okay. <laughs> Dear Velmir. <laughs> what? It's just like a dire. It is. <laughs> That's what it is now. I mean, he's not responding. So this is what it is. It's like a live journal that your only friend is Velmir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While the night was really rough, I did make a really cool uh, uh, hut for my friends. It was really nice. Hope to hear from you soon, Dorith. And you kind of wait for maybe a response. And it just never comes. <sighs> The next morning, now that everybody's waking up, Felomir. Good morning, everyone. Mm. <laughs> Good morning, Felomir. <laughs> Your soft voice really wakes me up. Good morning. Ooh, Who, are talking, morning. Who are you talking to, Doris? He was talking to Felomir. Again. Aww. Poor guy. I assume he didn't answer. He never does. Maybe one day. I don't know if I want that. I haven't decided yet. Well, then stop sending them. No. It's fun. It's the only fun I'm ever having. Well, he'll answer one day. All right. He'll answer to us for stealing the orbs. Uh, ain't that the truth? That's the truth. That is the truth. Well, yeah, that too, I guess. Who's got breakfast? Who's got good berries they promised me? Hold on. Mm. <laughs> 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 I uh, I kind of just I probably give everyone a good berry. I'll, I'll give Dorothy two, and then one to each of my friends. Actually, you know what? Just two to everybody. All right, I'll eat one. I'll eat one as well. Mm. Same. I uh, yeah, I eat them. I will also eat one. Cool. So everybody has one good berry left in their pocket. I can't believe how filling these little berries are. Pretty cool, huh? They're very cool. I just wish I had something to wash them down. You want some some vappy pan winkle? Absolutely not. It's pretty good. All right. So what's the plan? What are we doing here? We need to still try and find you know well and stuff. Well, I think I found something interesting out while you guys were all sleeping. Yeah. I mean, also we can actually see now. I believe that's because the sun's out. It's not oh, really what? Well, I mean, through the darkness, clearly. Explain. You know how when we were in range of the fire. You guys could see, but it was lit green like the key. Yeah. I think what's going on is that the key reflects whatever light source oh. it's picking up, but only to the maximum range of that light source. So say you have a 20-foot radius fire. You all can see illuminated by the key up to 20 feet. That's as far as I got. That makes sense. I'm taking a photography class, and I just learned all about lighting. That's <laughs> why so I got so excited. Just to make sure everyone's clear on it, it's not the light's not sourced from the key of Kilinar. It's still the campfire that is the light. You still need an actual light source in order for the key of Kilinar to work. Correct. Okay. 
So I would imagine now when we walk outside, we can see a full 100 feet, assuming that the sun is actually out. Well, that's neat. So be prepared. Whenever you guys can't see anymore, that means it's dark. Yeah. I mean, like the sun's down, dark. Yeah, no, whenever the sun goes down kind of dark, we should probably be looking for cover. Correct. With uh, and that with that lemon hut that Dorothy was able to do, that's fantastic. I I think that that's something to keep in our back pocket as well as we move through this. Uh, My darkness. back pocket. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fitting in mine. It is quite a useful spell. So that kind of triggers y'all to look towards the door. You notice that snow is piling into the foyer, and you go to get closer to kind of see what's going on. The snow is now like four feet high at the door. So it's covering up four feet of the door. The winds are howling very strong, and it looks like a blizzard is happening. What is going on out there? It's like it never ends. Yes, it's snowing very furiously. I don't know if we can travel in this. I mean, at least we found a place to stay, I guess, until it calms down. But I mean, how long are we just going to sit here in this temple that has no other... Except Way for out. that scrying thing in the corner that we never unveiled. Yes, I agree. Well, you made it sound like it could be a bad thing to unveil it. I thought we were going to leave it. Well, it could be, but I mean, we should at least try to examine it a little more. It's not like we're going anywhere anytime soon. Does it look like we can travel in this? You would be. It would be sketchy. It would be very sketchy. Yeah, we already have a difficult time discerning what direction we're going. We just end up getting lost. Should we try and at least close the door? I mean, otherwise the snow is just going to keep piling in here. We should probably clear it first or else we're going to get stuck in here. Keth, you got that shovel, right? Yeah. And we could always melt some with a torch too, but, you know. I'm on it. Thanks, Keth. I'll start scooping it. Whenever you kind of like look over like where the height of the snow is, it is pretty much that height in the range that you can see. So it is piled up four feet all around this building. It's like it's growing everywhere. It's so tall. It's taller than Doroth. All the way out there. How are we going to travel through this? Well, I've personally never seen this much snow, but I've heard of people using snowshoes where they they make a wider base for you to slip your, your boots into that kind of help you like spread out and not sink when walking through the snow, but... I mean, maybe we could bust up a pew and try and make something, but I don't know if that's really going to work out. I've never crafted snowshoes before. I never even wear shoes, but I'm willing to if it'll make it stop hurting my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Should probably find some shoes, Kev. Yeah. So they're talking about the snow, right? Yep. And while they're talking about the snow, I want to be looking at the thing under the veil. Oh, you're going to go peek at it? Yeah. Okay. You heard them talking about it whenever y'all first entered, Yeah. but the plaque does say on it, speak swiftly in death for Homerian's guidance. So you catch that right before you pull it off. How far are you going to peek it up? All right. I just want to walk up up to it and read the plaque. Oh, interesting. And just like slowly like lift it up. Okay. Just like to my face level. Give me a dexterity save first. 19. Okay. Do we notice this going on? You will, probably. (laughs) (laughs) You about to know. Okay. Great. A screeching horror resonates throughout the entire temple. I need a con save from everyone. (laughs) Crit. Oh, my God. 20. 20. 
Eight. Nine. Lacey is screaming at me right now, I know. Bellamere, <laughs> <laughs> you take 16 damage. Good God. Finch, you take nine damage. The three of you cover your ears, uh, Doroth, Cuth, and Astra. And Doroth, you do it just in time. Like you did it with your dexterity. Your dexterity save got it to where you covered it back up immediately. Yeah. But I also need the three of you that sa- that did save on your con to give me a perception check. Eight. Groot. 24. So Keth and Doroth, you both hear in this screeching horror, kind of like in a muffled underneath low tone of it. You do not worship me. You do not deserve my guidance. You will suffer. Oh my god, did y'all hear that? I don't think I can hear anything right now. So, yeah, Felomir <laughs> and Finch, your ears are ringing after the sound stops. Yeah, my ears are bleeding. Yeah, I'm probably like, I want to be like on a knee with my head down and both hands like over my ears, just like collecting myself for a minute. Then the rest of you are also still kind of collecting yourselves because though it did not do damage to you, you are still like your ears are shot. Yeah. Okay. Why'd you do that? What were you thinking? What? We were going to figure it out and you just. You were going to figure what out? I don't know what to do. Thank you. I was curious. I wanted to look. What what happened? Uh, I'm not sure. What? what? He looked under the th- the blanket. What? I, I don't think I can hear. <laughs> uh, so you give it a minute or two and kind of like rub your head and ears. The ringing kind of stops. Okay. At that point, I'm going to walk up to the sphere. Okay. Slash Doroth. What did you do? I looked under the, the veil. I wanted to see what was under it. What's under it? It's just a, a black ball. Some sort of orb. What did you did you see anything in it? No. It it said something. It said something. What did it say? It was something about us suffering. I don't know. What? No. What? Uh, y'all y'all didn't hear that? No. All I heard was screaming. Yeah. In the screams is a voice. What kind of voice? What did it say? It's a, it sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> what did it say? It it said something about suffering and uh, we don't worship or I guess Doroth doesn't worship. Him, the voice doesn't worship who. Hamarin. This is the temple of Hamarin, after all. So speak swiftly in death for Hamarin's guidance. So it says on the side. So does anyone here follow Hamarin? All right, I'm just gonna kind of examine everything right there by the orb. Read the plaque a couple times. Just kind of ponder to myself. I might have an idea. What? Well, I was reading this Falul, this holy book, and it it mentioned something. About a, a man who was searching for immortality, but alas, did not find it. And Hamarin reaped his soul. His last words were, the dead are forgotten, but Hamarin will last. Maybe it's some sort of code or passphrase or something. Hmm. What does that even mean? Speak swiftly in death for Hamarin's guidance. Would maybe lifting the veil and saying that would do anything? Or do we need to, like, die? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what I've been wondering is if, like, you have to be on the brink of death to, like, speak to Hamirin. It's also a possibility. I mean, I died once. Did I talk to Hamirin, Dave? No. (laughs) You did not because you didn't die. Yeah, because I I didn't say the special, the password. (laughs) Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. I'm going to plug my ears. 
Um, yeah, I'll do the same. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys serious right now? You started it. Yeah, you did it. Plug your ears, Doroth. I'm gonna like put my my hand on the like the orb or like the veil or whatever. Wait. I'm gonna plug my ears. <laughs> <laughs> say the dead are forgotten, but Himarin will last. I'm gonna use Mage Hand to cover Ryan's ears. <laughs> I mean Felomir's ears. <laughs> and I'm gonna lift it up. Okay. As you do, you hear You then see streams of light shoot from the glass sphere towards the mural on the back wall. The rays of light move around and begin to highlight the body of Himarin. And then Hamarin on the mural begins to move. You see her look at one hand and stretch her fingers in a wave. She then looks in the opposite direction and brings her other hand up to her face and does the same thing with her fingers. She puts her arms over her head and stretches like she has been woken up. She then turns to the five of you and speaks. I have not been silent here in centuries. Long before an what is it that dares you to disturb me? Uh, um, we are in search of the arcane well. Yes, we seek the well. The well is an ancient place. I do not know. I do not know what is wrong or what is going on with it at this time. I have a question. Yes. Why did you scream at us earlier? I screamed at you earlier. That hurt. You are not worshippers. Just don't. No, just don't. Just hold on. So, do you you don't know where the well is? I do not. I do, do you not. know where a portal is? I do not. I do not. You waste my time with these questions. Questions. Well, what do you know? You see her like the mural picture of her. Like she like turns her head like over her shoulder, and she says, "One last question before I kill you." I mean, what would you have somebody ask you? That's a question. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh got her. She starts to like her face that was very pale on the mural starts to kind of turn red in anger. Oh. I grab my bedroll and throw it on top of it. <laughs> I'm going to look at Felomir and just kind of mouth orbs and then like put my shoulders up and kind of like a questioning motion. Uh, what do you know of the, or- the four orbs? The orbs mean nothing to me. Their existence or not existence does not power me. For all will at some point come face to face with face with And with that, Astro, you're running to get your bedroll to throw it over the orb. And on your way back, you see just this fog start to lift up from the sphere through the uh, silk. It grows to about a 20-foot diameter all around the sphere. And so all of you are kind of slowly backing up away from it. And then a thunderous electric shock goes through it. The fog then billows above the sphere and begins to create a humanoid shape. It grows details all along it and begins to solidify. It slowly levitates to the ground in front of the sphere. Then you hear a thunder crack again and the sphere behind it splinters and burst. Glass shards spill all over the temple floor. The humanoid shape raises its arms and the glass begins to quickly rush to the outline of the fog. Piece by piece, the glass creates plates of armor. The room then goes silent as the glass-covered fog drops from the levitation to its knee with a fist on the ground. It then lifts its head and looks at the five of you as its eyes glow white with a blue aura. Give me initiatives.
Hey companions, I'm going to keep this mid-roll really quick because it is late at night and I want to go to bed. This is the night before I release the episode, so I really don't want to be up any longer. So I only got one thing for you. Apple Podcast Reviews. Please give us one. I just want to see some. It's been quite a while since we've seen one. So if you have an iPhone and you want to give us a little review, I would appreciate it. Whether it's about the podcast or just this one episode, even if it's a bad one, let me know what's going on. I would love to hear it. Thanks, companions. Bye. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Landry. We're the hosts of You Simply Must. You Simply Must? What's that? It's a comedy podcast all about sharing things that we love with each other and sometimes with the guest. TV shows, food, games, movies, whatever. That's right. Think of it as Oprah's favorite thing, but weekly and with more segments specifically designed to gaslight the other person. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find the show on iTunes or at yousimplymustpodcast.com. Hey, person hearing this ad, have you ever listened to our show? No. You simply must! Are you a lifelong fanboy, a new nerd, or are you just clueless and curious about all the comic book movie buzz and want to know more? Then tune in to Between the Cons, the twice-weekly podcast for Life Between Comic Cons, where Chris and friends discuss nerdy news. Why is it always Chris and friends? We have stupid nicknames that you made up for us. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Big Boy Pants. Where Chris, Chris 2, MF Dane, Mr. Naughty List, the Wonder Twins, Master Mandrabo, the Ginger Giant, and the Outlaw Steve Jr. Thank you. Discuss nerdy news, review movies, and dive deep into the big topics that encompass our fandoms. Subscribe today on iTunes and Google Play at BetweenTheCons.com. First up is Astra. This is what kind of golem? It is a glass-covered fog thing. Okay. So it's technically not Himeran anymore? I think of it like an apparition. How big is it? It is human. It's like a medium creature. Yeah, medium sized creature. Does it have any weapons visible? No. I'll cast a chromatic orb. All right. What um, elemental type? Thunder. All right. Let's do that spell attack then. 17 plus four. That's a hit. Cool. Nine plus two. So 11. 11 damage. After Astra is Felomir. I'm going to cast Blink. Okay. At the end of my turn, I roll, and if it's an 11 or higher, I vanish into the ethereal plane, which it is, so I vanish. All right. Felomir has disappeared. Coward! <laughs> <laughs> Kath, your turn. Uh, rage. And then I'm charging. Okay. Rawr! And I'm going to hit him twice with my mace. All right. Hit him. 26. And a crit miss. 26 hits. Christmas does not. You don't get no kind of advantage or nothing? 11 and no, I don't get advantage. I'm so, Okay, so 11 damage? Yeah. This is with the mace? Yeah. All right, so you hit him once, and it kind of like breaks some glass pieces. They kind of splinter off of him, but start levitating around him slowly. But the And then when you bring in the second hit with the mace, you it drops out of your hand unless you can't be disarmed. I can be disarmed. You can be disarmed. Okay, so the uh, mace is now on the ground between you and him. After Keth is Doroth. Nope, I'm sorry. Glass shard guy. He takes his hand and kind of shoots it to the side, and like a foggy greatsword kind of shoots out from his hand, and he takes it and just does one big swipe at you, Keth. Okay. I'm going to use cutting words. Okay. I bet you won't miss. Okay, and then you roll against me. Eight. So eight from it? Yes. 13 misses. You uh, dodge, and then you look up as you after you've dodged, and all you see is the glass levitating there in his, like, form of his body. Oh, shit. Um, after the glass guy is Doroth. 
I am going to move behind um, where Astra and Felomir are. Okay. And then I'm going to take out one of my uh, Rainbow Dream uh, <laughs> potions. Okay. And drink the first measure of it. Okay. That's not a bonus action, is it? That's like a that's my turn. No, that's no, that's, that's a free you can, action. It's a free action. You it's not a bonus action, nothing. It's just a free action. Well I've done that. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay. Uh you pull one from your belt and it's still um completely like rainbow section. colored, so it hasn't been shaken up and ruined. Okay. Um so you drink just the first section and it's red first. Yeah. So it's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. Okay. Uh so you drink the red of it and you're healed 12 damage. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then I guess I'll take my turn then. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, uh, do. Can I pull my drum out right now? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pull my drum out and do a vicious mockery. Okay. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Glass rhymes with ass. Glass rhymes with ass pants. All right, so he does a wisdom save? Yes. 19? Against my spell save? Well, no, I'm sorry, 17. 17. He, he passes. Sorry. It's cool. Um, after Dorth is Finch. I'm going to put Hunter's Mark on him. Okay. So we're back to the top of the order. Astra, your turn. I am going to cast another chromatic orb, but at a higher level. 16. Uh, that is actually a miss. Oh, I still have to take damage for a level three spell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. And the chromatic orb just hits the wall behind him, uh, the mural of Hamnet and the other guardians. After Astra is back to Felomir. I have at this point reappeared. Okay. And I'm going to move within range of the creature. And then I'm going to cast Shillelagh. Do you get to attack after that? No, that's a spell. Okay. However. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blink. I'm still visible. All right. So after Felomir is Keth. Is it an action to grab a weapon off the ground? I'm going to let him have an attack of opportunity if you do. But it won't be a full action. It's just like a, it's in tandem with your movement. Okay. Um, I can, however, swap weapons yes. out if they're equipped. Yes. All right. So I'll drop my shield and pull up the old trusty giant slayer. All right. Mm. Is that the halberd, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, cool. That's the and I'm also going to recklessly attack him. Uh, this means I have advantage on him, and he has advantage on me. Okay. So that first one is an 18. And the second one is a 16. They both hit. Do, do I roll damage? Yes. 10. 13. Okay, 23. so 23 total. After Keth is the glass apparition thing. The apparition shows up directly behind you, Doroth and Astra. Not the glass, just the apparition. And then in like one quick move, all of the glass pieces zoom to it. Mm. Like broken glass or as a whole? Yeah, we just got showered with glass, basically. Some of it's already broken. Did it cut through us like that ghost ship movie? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, it does hurt. Uh, but I will need dexterity saves from both of you. 11. 18. Dorothy, you save. You uh, dodge five feet, moving you a little bit. But you will take half damage in this. Okay. Uh, Astra, you take 22 damage. Jesus fucking Christ, Dave. 
Jesus fucking Christ. Dorothy, you take 11. Ow! Not cool, bro. Yeah, that's not cool at all. After the apparition is Dorothy. I thought about doing something, but after that reaction right there, I'm probably not. Well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to move back near the fire. Okay. I'm going to use Thunder Wave just as a reaction. Okay. Like a, ah! And <laughs> the Thunder Wave. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, What's the range on that? 15 foot cube. Okay, cool. So, 21. That hits. Wait, he rolls against your... Oh, wait. Yeah, he rolls a con save against you, right? Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a con save. Okay, yeah. And if they fail, they... Okay, yeah. so a con save. Uh, 12. Against my spell, Yeah. DC. Now he failed. All right. And he is also pushed 10 back. feet back? Yes. And he's going to take that damage. Five. After Dorth is... Finch. I'm going to turn around to face him. Okay. Going to pull out this crossbow I've got with one of these fancy bolts I got. And uh, I'm going to shoot at him twice. Okay. 15. That's a miss. And a 39. 29. 29. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 39. Uh, 29 is definitely a hit. Fourteen. Fourteen damage? What about your hunter's yeah. mark? Yeah. You should get that too. I suppose I do. Yes, it should be a D six added to it. Mm-hmm. I grabbed the wrong dice. So four plus whatever I already said the first time. It was an eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. <laughs> uh the arrow pushes through like it hits some glass and then breaks that glass and you see it kind of start to levitate in front of where it hit. And then it goes through the apparition and then hits the glass behind it and breaks that glass and then goes out the other end and skids across the floor. So you shot completely through it. Does the glass seem to piece back over? No. Cool. It's just floating there. Interesting. Um, after Finch is Astra. I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb. Okay. After eating a good berry. Okay. That Do I roll for that? Nope. You can eat however many. Oh, you only have one, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you don't have to roll for the good berry, but you will have to roll for the attack on the Chromatic Orb. 13. That's a miss. The chromatic orb flies across the room and hits the wall. Cool. After Astra is Felomir. I'm I'm going to move to the apparition. Okay. So you move to the apparition. And I'm going to attack him. Okay. With my shillelagh. Let's get that hit because y'all need it. Crit. Nice. Nice. Boom. All right, Felomir, roll me that d20. 10. That's going to be max damage. 16 plus 21. 21? Yes. All right. 21 damage. And I vanish. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. So after you hit him, you break, like you take your shillelagh staff and just kind of like break it through like a ton of glass and the glass just splinters and breaks and starts levitating. And then it starts doing this really terrifying whirlwind, whirlwind fast around it. Okay, before I vanish, I want a free action. Okay. Take cover. (laughs) (laughs) Take cover. (laughs) If I can duck underneath the pew I'm next to, I'll totally do it. It is a 10-foot radius around him of glass shards spinning around. Ooh, some of y'all in that. Around who? The dude? Around the dude. Okay. The dude. 
after Felomir is Keth. So he is no longer humanoid at this point. He is just a whirlwind. Of- no, the the like foggy, ghostly apparition is still humanoid. Just the armor plates that were made of glass have been broken little by little in y'all's attacks. And now that glass that's been broken is spinning around him in a fury. Oh, fuck that. I'm in a fury. Charge. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what a, <laughs> oh my and then, god! In uh, the charge, don't I get something for that? Like a b- b- bonus? Um, I think we've been what doing it as advantage. Cool. All right, so I'm gonna charge him. I'm going to attack him regularly with my first one, and then recklessly with my second one, which he would still get advantage on me. So it doesn't matter. The first one, twenty-three. That's a hit. Second one is a twenty-three as well. Also hits. 12 plus 11, 23. It's the number. Yeah, three 23s. 23. Damn. All right. 23 on both attacks and damage. It's a sign. Uh, After Keth is the glass shard wraith apparition thing. Nice name. Yeah. (laughs) The apparition inside of it disappears again. (laughs) The glass is still spinning in its same spot, though. Doroth, your turn. I mean... There's nothing I can do. He's not there. <laughs> you can delay. Huh? You can delay. It won't be his turn again, though, until the next round. Yeah. Oh. He's not there. Just like Velmir. <laughs> he's not there, but he's there in spirit. Ooh. <laughs> so mm. I'm going to use a vicious mockery. Okay. Actually, no. I'm going to pull out as a bonus action. I'm gonna pull out the the rest of the uh, the potion the potion and drink another. So you're gonna drink the orange? Yes. All right. Um, your spell damage increases by eight. Look at that. look at what God do. Damn. <laughs> look at what God do. Um, Fuck. How much were those potions? A silver piece each. <laughs> we gotta go back to town. But he can't shake them up. Yeah. Like they have to be like kept in pristine order. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull out my drum and uh. I'm going to do a vicious mockery. Okay. And I'm just going to be like looking around the room as I'm doing this. Okay. I'm going to do a 50% chance that he hears you. Okay. So I'll let you roll it so you know. All right. Uh, even he hears you, odd he doesn't. So you roll a dice, even any dice. So not a percent dice, just any dice. Because yeah, it's 50%, it can just be even or odd. Okay. So even he hears you, odd he doesn't. I'm going to do the song anyway. Okay. Because I've already... I was walking home. I saw you on the way. I took another way. Didn't want to see your face. Even he sees me? Even he sees you. He sees me. Or hears you. Hears me. Yeah. All right. So now I roll a con save. Yes. Crit miss. Yeah. (laughs) And that's plus eight. Hold on. It's plus eight plus your damage, but it's also a crit because it's a crit miss against a save. So max. So no, you roll a d20 again. Okay, so we gotta get the Dell out. That's a seven. Um, that's just gonna be a normal crit then. Okay. So, what's the damage for the vicious mockery? Is it's it like- a two D eight or two D four. Okay, so you'll do two D. You'll do four D four plus eight. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. Damn. Yes. <laughs> and also, he has disadvantage on yes attacks. Disadvantage on like rain attack, or like attack rolls. Attack rolls, yeah. Okay. After Dorth is Finch. There's a whirling wind of glass around you. 
Yeah, I definitely want to kind of like back up a little bit, so at least so I'm not getting hit by glass. Okay. Preferably still kind of close to that, maybe like the end of the pew, so that I can just kind of like take a knee behind it. So I'm kind of like in cover, but I can still like shoot my bow. Okay. Over yeah. It. Sure. Twenty-two. All right. Seventeen. So you're just shooting at the glass humanoid. Oh yeah, God! You know what? Damn, I didn't even think about that. Can I delay? You're the last of yeah. the round. So. Oh shit. I think I'm just going to just sit back and delay. Okay, so you're just not going to take a turn? Yeah, I don't see the point. Is there any spell you want to do? Uh, you know what? Let me make some good berries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what other spells do you have? Hunter's Mark. <laughs> Speak with animals, which we haven't seen in quite some time. And then I have one that I want to keep slightly secretive because I was thinking about using it. And when I do use it, it's going to be sweet. Okay. All right. Um, so you cast good berries. Yeah. And then I'm going... I have the one extra in those 10. I'm eat all 11 of them. So we're back to the top of the order, Astra. Okay. So we're all clustered around the glass. Yeah, you're in the glass swarm right now. Okay, so I'm going to step out of this glass whirlwind and take a couple steps back and cast Gust of Wind. Okay. And so you're going to cast it at the glass? Yes. Okay. Do I roll for that? Uh, No, I roll a strength save against you to handle it. So I'm going to do it a little differently because there's a lot of glass shards flying around too. Um, Roll me a 50-50 shot. Even you move some glass away from the swirl. Odd you don't. Crit. Crit. (laughs) All the glass. So um, the whirlwind is going to do half damage because some glass left it for this round while the gust of wind is on it. And then he saves to not be moved. So the glass armor that is still intact mm-hmm. did not get moved, but the glass debris that's floating around him in that 10-foot radius does, and it gets like shot against the room at the gla- at the wall because okay. you're now facing the wall. What happens when it hits the wall? Does it like shatter and fall, or does it still stay like in the air? Uh, some of it breaks and splinters, yeah. Cool. But it's still kind of... It's just kind of pushed against the wall. It's not okay. falling to the ground. Okay. Um, after Astra is... Felmir. I'm going to delay. I guess delay would mean that your blink won't happen yet, huh? Yeah, I'd st- I stay in the ethereal plane until the start of my turn. Okay. But you have to take a turn, right? Like, you can't delay until the end. Oh, no. Like, if the round ends, then I just reappear. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. So, Felomir's delaying, so we're going to go to Keth. He still hasn't reappeared yet. Hasn't been his turn yet. Motherfucker. Uh, delay. Delay? Yeah. Okay. The apparition appears behind you, Astra. Or kind of behind you. Um, it's in range to attack whenever it moves to the glass moves to it. It is in range to hit both Keth and Astra. Uh, give me dexterity saves. Crit. <laughs> and I have danger sense, which would give me dex advantage versus traps and spells. Cool. Oh, oh, that sucks. <laughs> he almost got a crit. Hey! Hey! <laughs> All right, so the two of you dodge. Nice. Um, so because you're in the ethereal plane, it doesn't touch you, right, Felmir? Correct. Okay. Y'all will take half damage on this. If only I have my shield, I'll take no damage. Even on a cr- on two crits? Yes, because it's just a save. And gust of wind? It's just, it's just a save. I'm already accounting for the gust of wind. <sighs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'm already so dying. That's eight to you, Astra. Awesome. And then eight to you, uh, Keth. What uh, what type of damage is this? Uh, piercing. 
All right, that's uh, that's gonna be four damage. Okay, um, that's very important to me. Tell me how much it actually damages you, mm. Astra. You are now in his range of his swirling glass that is left. So you take another five damage. All right, I have one health left. Uh, I want to take my turn now. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Not so ready. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm gonna reappear exactly where I am. Okay. Now I need a strength save. <laughs> mm. Oh, for the gust of wind. <laughs> mm. Fifteen. Spell DC. Oh, twelve. Okay. I'm gonna move. <laughs> it's, it's two feet for every one foot. Okay, or, so my movement's halved yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. All right. I want to move directly out of the gust of wind and then cast an eldritch blast. All right. Cool. Uh, Eighteen. That's a hit. Ten damage. I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know why you're rolling again. <laughs> After Philomir is... Wait, that was your delayed turn, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're back to the original order, which will be Dorth, unless Keth wants to take his turn. Go ahead. All right. Um. So can it be still considered a bonus action to hand someone something? It would... Are you throwing it or handing it? No, I'm within range to just hand Astro okay. something. Then no, you can do that as a free action in tandem with your movement. So it would count as my... Movement? No, it's just in tandem with your movement. Okay. Um, I'm going to hand Astra one of the rainbow potions. The rainbow potions. Okay. So, Deidre, you now have a rainbow potion. What's this? Drink one section. Um, hold okay. on. I got to roll to see if it's messed up. It's not. All right. And then I'm going to move between two pews. Okay. So, you move between some pews. And I'm going to use a thunder wave. All right. Rolls a con save, right? Yep. 16. Does a defender win? Yes. Who is a defender? You. No, no. Defender no. is um, uh, the enemy, right? Then he wins. Okay. So then he does half damage. To, you do half damage to him, right? And he's not pushed. And he's not pushed. Yeah. Seven okay. damage. Um, and then you also do a additional one damage because it pushes the pew into him. Because, because it just... breaks the pew and splinters it into shards <laughs> around you. Oh, cool! <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so you do a total of eight damage then. All right. Um, Deidre, I need a uh, hmm. dexterity save. Hmm. DC is 10. 12. You dodge wooden splinters that were running at, like being shot at you Good. from a thunder wave. Awesome. They're just like glass and Rain wood drops. everywhere. I'll take my turn now. Okay. I'm going to charge him. All right. And recklessly attack him. 12 for the first one. 25 for the second one. 25 hits. 12 damage. All right. Um, there are very a very small amount of pl- like glass plates are still attached to him. There's a lot of glass just kind of spinning around. Astro, we're back at the top of the order. Your turn. Wait, I think. No, I'm sorry. Finch, your turn. Okay. Um, all right. Well, he is back into some sort of being. And then, yeah, I'm going to try the, uh, the crossbow again. Cool. First shot. Is a 14. Second shot, however, is a 30. <laughs> 30? Right? I'm, I mean it this time, right? I know, yeah. yep. I'm not wrong. Okay. Don't even stop laughing at me. <laughs> you have a plus 11, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 30 hits. 20 damage. All right. Yeah, you... um. 
like as you see this kind of chaos going on around you with all of your companions attacking this thing and trying to stay away from its like glass cloud that's all around it, you take an arrow and you kind of notch it and you release it and you realize it just went like straight through without touching any glass. And then you take your you take another arrow out and kind of calmly wait and you wait till these two last remaining plates spin right in front of each other and you hit the mark directly mm-hmm. and it takes the so you shoot the crossbow and the bolt flies directly into its first plate that you're aiming at and then it immediately hits the second plate on the other side and it breaks the last remaining glass and then the wraith screams in pain and the mist fog that was creating this apparition just kind of disperses and evaporates into the air and in a war cry i'm going to scream may we find the light <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Aaron, y'all. <laughs> y'all have defeated the Wraith thing. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray for homebrew enemies. I would like to collect my bolts if any of them are still, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, all of them have remained intact, so you go around the room and collect them. Fantastic. The glass is still, the glass from it is still everywhere around the room for where y'all, it's left it, but the actual apparition is gone. It's not like swirling no more, right? It's not it's swirling on the ground. Anymore. Yeah, it's all just dropped to the ground. With my gust of wind, I'm going to move all of the glass and like and pews towards... and wooden debris and yeah, like a, a leaf blower, just kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. get it on a nice little pile in the corner. Also, I'm Tell going go. to drink the first sip of my potion. Okay, uh, which is twelve. Oh, nine damage, nine HP. Hey, Astro. Jorth makes things better. <laughs> Thanks, friend. Yeah, Astra's looking real rough. Like, I just she's got, cure wounds. I, I know, I just... but like for the podcast, for the listeners, like Astra's got like torn clothing and blood spewing from a lot of them and dripping everywhere. Oh, you did a you did a spell too? Do I roll for that or do I you do. roll for that? Don't I roll? For yeah, you cure roll for wounds? it. Yeah, you get eleven. Oh wait, does my does the spell damage thing work no. for cure? Oh, of course <laughs> it doesn't. You get eleven. Nice. Thanks. Now, how long does the spell damage thing? Uh, you no longer feel energized by it. Okay. Hey, these things are pretty great. Yeah. What What is this? You're holding on to this for a minute. Cause they're mine. I mean, I feel a little bit better. So thanks. What's What's the rest of it do? Uh, you give it back to me. Uh. <laughs> okay, I give it back to him. <laughs> okay, so you have hers, which is orange down. So I've, I've no, it would be drank, red down. Red was no, the she first drank one. the red. Yeah, I drank the red uh, and the orange on the first one, and she drank the red on the second one. Yes. So okay. okay. So, so what did the what did the orange one do, Dorth? It may be powerful. How so? Like you feel strong? Yes. Cool. It was worth the money. I wonder what the other colors do. Well, one journey, one chance. We'll see. <laughs> well, while this is happening, I'm going to go like inspect some of the glass shards. Okay. 
Um, you kind of look or like look in the pile that uh, Astra has put together with her leaf blower and find one rather large piece about uh, palm sized, and it's just this black obsidian glass. Is it magical? Yes. What kind? Divination. Hmm. I guess I'll hang on to it for now. Okay. I check on Oystrich to make sure that he didn't get any little shards glass. Hmm. Dead. He didn't. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have said anything, huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you, find, you find him just nestled in your uh, poncho cloak thing. He was asleep. He's <laughs> just sleeping. <laughs> So I'm going to reach my hand uh, back kind of like around my neck and say, uh, Bivak, you back there? No. <laughs> good. Good boy. And then uh, I'll probably kind of walk towards DJ, I mean Astra to make sure that she's not like bleeding out and just kind of generally uh, check on everyone. After she has the, drank the potion and been healed by Doroth, um, you can see that her wounds have kind of sealed up and everything. So cool. she's good. So this is what we get for asking a question? She's a bitch. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't really know if that was worth it. Yeah, we didn't get any information out of that. Oh. I don't know. I think we should leave that that thing alone for now. Definitely. And go check the front door. What thing? Oh yeah, it blew the up. sphere. Yeah, the sphere is blown up. Oh yeah, the sphere is what created the glass on the uh, uh, yeah. apparition. Mm. Um, so you check out the door and you notice that the blizzard has pretty much piled it up to where it's only like two feet of open air covered like in, at the metal doors. So you're about to be sealed in. I guess I'll turn around like, guys, I think we might be here for a while. What? Check this out. You can barely look. even see the sky. You can't even barely see out this door. It's You definitely can't see the sky. <laughs> I, I mean, a green haze or whatever. Well, this is a situation. Yeah, what if it just gets worse? What are we going to do? We'll probably die here. No, we're <laughs> not going to die here. Okay. We have rations. I can make good berries. We can live in here for a while with just my good berries. So. A while is not forever. You make some good water? I yeah. will not stay here forever. I guess we got snow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Snow is water? Yeah, it's just frozen water. What? I'm going to run over to the snow and start eating it. <laughs> We're so well, that's, thirsty. That's one, day to, or that's one way to clear the door. Has the mural changed at all? The mural has gone back to its normal state. Okay. Maybe I can like just walk around the pedestal that it was on, the sphere, and just, I don't know, see if there's anything different up and around there. There's not. It's all the same. Well, I'm going to go sit down on a pew, I guess, and kind of look at my friends and... Oh, I might just go ahead and lay down. Okay. I mean, you are cold. The uh, campfire is still going, but it's light. It's not very strong. Okay. When you come to the realization that the blizzard is not going away anytime soon, the five of you collectively decide that you're going to take shelter here until this storm blows over. You're able to keep the fire small without filling the room up with too much smoke. The size of the fire you keep is easy to maintain by continuing to break pews in the chapel. Time goes by slowly as you all wait it out three whole darkness cycles. During the first cycle, nothing strange occurs. You each keep yourselves busy. Astra, you play with Oystrich and tinker with some cantrips trying to fill the source of divination spells within you as you know that's what's going on with you and Oystrich. Keth, you stick close to the fire keeping your feet warm and you kind of lounge around quite bored so you 
because you're going stir crazy, you start practicing with your halberd to try to distract your mind. Doroth, you maintain your sanity with song. You spend quite a lot of time with your instruments and writing in your journal. Lyrics you recite to keep to memory, but you can't really seem to catch anything to mind, and you just are crumbling up papers all around you. Thelamir, you spend the time with books you have, specifically mostly the tome. You also spend more time in meditation to clear your mind as a break from going stir-crazy as well. Finch, you whittle some new arrows and bolts with the remaining wood splinters that you're not tossing in the fire. Um, you create enough bolts where we're not going to worry about counting them. But I still need to keep track of my 19 silver. Definitely. And then you also play with Pivak, trying to teach him fetch. Seems like a pretty useful tool with him. But then the second cycle goes much like the previous, but halfway through that light cycle, you hear and feel loud thumps fade in and then fade out. You all sit quietly for 10 minutes or so after the thumps ended, listening only to the cracking fire. And then after the third darkness cycle, you notice that the howling winds have stopped. And other than the sounds on the inside of this temple, you hear nothing outside. I got... I don't... I don't hear anything. I'm going to get up and kind of walk outside of the bubble if we're still in it. Okay. And uh, walk towards the door. Okay. So yeah, you walk towards the door, and when you open the doors of the temple, a hill of snow blocks your exit. It starts at your feet about three feet high, and then it's sloped all the way to the top of where the temple doors, like the metal temple doors opened up. Um, I can still see, right, pretty well? Yeah, you can. You got the green film. It's daylight quote unquote Uh, so it like it's sloping from my feet upwards yes like and out yes i'm gonna or not out it's like the door is completely covered and like the snow just couldn't pile in anymore because it kept going into a slope so it's just a wall of snow it's a slope of snow because it's it's covered the entire foyer yeah this this is like the wooden doors right yes from like the metal doors to the wooden doors Mm -hmm. the snow piled in down making like a slope. Looks like we still might be here a while. No way. No. Nah. uh Astra. Throw a fireball at it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I start walking back away <laughs> and towards my people. Well, I'm going to stay in here as it can't affect me in here. Um, Yeah, I'm going to do chromatic orb. And you're going to do it as fire? Yes. Okay. Um, so you cast chromatic orb at the slope of snow and it hits and melts quite a bit of snow hits the snow and kind of does its fiery expulsion and it melts enough snow to where like the center top of the door frame kind of melts in and you can see that there's like no wind going on outside it looks like the winds let up so maybe that's why it's so quiet i think the storm has finally passed i think if we could get out of here we probably could keep moving now Oh, where's my shovel? I'm just start digging in the snow trying okay. to find the shovel that I left uh, three days ago. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you dig in the snow and you find your shovel and you start kind of digging into the slope and kind of creating a path upwards to the top. And uh, you make enough scrawl, like enough crawl space to get out and you get outside and like stretch your arms and you're standing on the snow. But you do realize as soon as like you step into it, it's like fresh powdered snow on top. So like you're like the snow, you're like, down into your thighs, basically, of snow. Oh, it's so deep. Oh. Finch, what were you saying about those snowshoes? Well, I, I was saying that I don't really know if I can craft some, but, I mean, we can sure try. It's 
Probably should have been doing that the past three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We just need something, to, a wider surface to walk on. The more surface area, the less likely you are to sink. So we can try and make some, or we can tough it out. How far away is like the next building, Kath? You kind of peek around, and like you kind of come up with the key of Kilinar so we can see further. And like, there's nothing in 100 feet around you. Like, it's just white surface other than like the the roof of the temple. Like you don't even see the gloomy gopher. It's buried completely under snow. I I don't I don't see anything. I don't even see the gloomy gopher. Yeah, I'm sure everything's buried under snow at this point. I hate this stuff. What do we do? Do we wait it out longer? I wanna walk up to, you know, meet them. Because okay. I've been in the yeah. the hut the whole time. So are we out of here? So as you walk on the snow, what you notice, Doroth, is you don't sink in at all. What's the problem? What do you mean, what's the problem? And I'm just going to like dance around on the snow. It's fine. Why are you all the way down there? It's because you're tiny and you don't weigh anything. I weigh a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I weigh at least like 40 pounds. Do you? Yes. And I'll go and like (laughs) (laughs) grab him by like the the collar of his shirt and lift him straight up with one hand. He lifts you with no effort whatsoever. I want to be kicking my feet. Put me down! I'll put him down. You do not weigh 40 pounds. Yeah, you didn't feel like 40 pounds to me either. Or else I wouldn't have tried to throw you up the stairs. Sorry about that again. You guys are just really strong. You're not making any sense. And I want to start walking. Okay. Like, so- a, like away from the temple. Okay. And see if I can see anything. Yeah, you you walk to kind of scout a little bit. Um, so you walk about 50 feet. And then you hear something. You hear a you hear a high pitched moaning. Can I tell what direction it's coming from? You move into the direction of it, and you see a puddle of blood up ahead, with some sort of lumpy thing in it. You move to get a closer look, and when you get about twenty feet away, you see it clearly. You see what looks like a weak prematurely birthed baby with a large head and small body moaning in this pool of blood. You move a little closer and with it lying on its side facing you, you see small fleshy wings stretch out from its back. Doroth, it makes eye contact with you, then screeches. It then lifts its head and looks at the five of you as its eyes glow white with a blue aura. Give me initiatives. All right, real quick. I have a question for all of you. Why don't y'all want cool shit to happen in this campaign? That's not true. Like, it just feels like every time something like cool could happen, y'all are like, no, nah, let's shovel snow. Like they're just playing a character, we man. Just yeah, like, fucker, man. Dude. We like to control when the cool shit happens. <laughs> man. Okay. See, yeah. this is way cooler than shoveling snow. 